Welcome back to another live show. Patrick is back with us, and uh, we should have a very exciting show today. A lot of NFL news, a lot going on, and uh, we're going to see. We have the Rams signing uh, Carson Failure. Um, the <laughs> Will Levis is the tight end starting quarterback. And the Cardinals offense will have some life with the return of Kyler Murray. But, you know, first of all, if you're here, I want to, as always, thank you for being here and watching the show live or afterwards if you're watching it after. Um, I want to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Very important to do that uh, because, well, it, it's important. If you don't like, comment, and subscribe, then uh, I'll, I'll have to... I'll have to see. I'll have to keep firing co-hosts. Um, two are already gone. We're going to see. We're going to have to see. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Patrick will be the last to go. He's my favorite. I, I, feel, um, like I, I feel like I'm just your goat that you're dragging along to the end so you can win this podcasting game. Oh, the the survivor of... Fantasy football. There is a survivor fantasy football league that Rocky uh, from Trade Addicts talks about. Um, He asked me to join. I said, I'm already unlikable enough in a regular fantasy league. Imagine a league where you vote people out. (laughs) How unlikable am I going to be in that league? You'd be full on Johnny Fairplay. Ah, yeah. So survivor reference. Um, But yeah, what we're going to have to say, uh, as always, you know, check out all the content that I'm doing because that's going to continue. Uh, the solo content, everyone always says the solo content is great, apparently. Um, so it's going to continue. We have we had a new Thursday night preview video this week. Everyone seemed to like that, so I'm going to do it again this week. Going to be a lot to talk about when I talk about the Bears. That'll be interesting this week. Something to look forward to. Look for that on Thursday. Um And then uh, the Patreon. I've been doing some more outreach with the Patreon, trying to get people to sign up. Uh, You know, I will say that I, with the changes to Twitter, it is just the benefit of having more Twitter followers is just not a thing. It's not as helpful. There's no real difference between 7,000 Twitter followers and 41,000. There's there's no difference. It doesn't help. It's not the same kind of edge that it used to be. So for those reasons, I'm spending more of my time on marketing and less of my time answering Twitter questions and encouraging people to come visit the YouTube right here where we talk about a lot of stuff, including on my solo shows where I uh, you know don't waste a lot of time with this nonsense. Um, and actually talk about more football. So, you know, people have liked that. But, you know, these shows are nice. Uh, and the main reason I do them is because they're live and to get into the people's questions live. So I will say if you're here, make sure to ask questions. Because if there are not questions, I will pull the plug on live content. I will. Because it takes more energy. It's not as well received. And the views are low. So it's for the people. I do this for the people who are here live. So I want to answer your questions live. Any sort of 
real like content. I'm better off doing it alone. I'm better off doing it pre-recorded. I can give you my best 15 minutes instead of just whatever time the live show is. No interruptions, no distractions. So if you're here, ask questions because this is the only way you can ask them live. There's not going to be more live shows. So this is here to give you an opportunity to ask questions live. That's why I do this. If there are not questions consistently, I will pull the plug on live show. Pre-recorded will still happen. I have a big plan for content this off-season. A big plan. I have multiple series already, and nobody knows about this. It's just in my head. But I have more series, whole series that are planned for the YouTube this off-season. I'm going to work on my video editing, work on all of that stuff. I have given up on making the live show better. YouTube just doesn't promote it. So it's here for you guys. It's here for you guys to take the best advantage of asking questions to a live me. Uh, an opportunity that does not exist at all other than the show. So that's going to be the purpose of the live show moving forward. Things like dynasty tiers, rankings, uh, team breakdowns. These are things that are coming in the offseason. I'm going to do all of those alone. I'm going to do all of that alone. And we're going to focus this show on questions. If there are only enough questions for a 30-minute show, there will only be a 30-minute show. That's just how it's going to be moving forward. Uh, so that's why I've pared down the roster of co-hosts. Just no need for seven co-hosts on a 45-minute show. Uh, but look for that. There's going to be a lot of content this offseason. I, I really am telling you, I've, I've put a lot of work in. And there's going to be a lot of work on the YouTube channel. I'm going to have someone walk me through how to do video editing. I can thank Caleb for helping me with that. He's the reason we have chapters on the channel. Uh, so I appreciate him for helping me, teaching me how to do that. I hope that you enjoyed uh, the extra production value that that's bringing. I'm going to keep bringing that. Um, I've been stalling just so people ask questions. And I see now that the... Did you did you see me like could you see me scrolling through the chat to see how many questions had just come in? Yes. Because I was literally just doing that as I was as you said, I was solid. Yes. Yes. I you know, I always appreciate you being here. It means I don't have to read the questions. Yeah. Saves my voice a little bit. Um so uh let's get started with the questions and then uh I'll get back into our uh opening things the good news is louis g has plenty of questions today so i love that uh, i love that i appreciate look if there's one thing i appreciate i appreciate people who sign up for the patreon the most because money talks more than anything else in the world right that's just how our world works but the thing i appreciate the second most is people who show up here live and ask questions live you're taking time out of your day at a specific time to be here so that's why we keep doing this show. It's for the people who show up live and ask questions live. So I thank every single person in the chat for both watching and participating in the show. Because there is no show without you guys. This show is for the people in the chat. So Dynasty Superflex, full PPR 10 team, Chris Olave or DJ Moore, Puka Nakua in the 24 second. I mean, that's a smash for the non-Olave side, right? Yeah, non the yeah. non-Olave side. The Puka DJM? Like. Yeah, it, the value's on that side. And that's what I like about having only a couple of us here, is we don't have to have six or seven takes of people saying the exact same thing about... Nobody wants trick. that. Nobody wants that. The reviews on the on the show all say, Tyler, talk more, let everyone else talk less. So 
Like nobody wants that because we Carson, all talk over each other. Carson failure. Send him back from whence he came. We had we did have a lot of bad QBs play this week. Oh, I don't like that layout. How do I feel? Go, we gotta go to the, there we go. There we go. <coughs> so Kyler Murray is the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals this week. How do we think the Arizona card offense will be with Murray likely to start? Most mostly asking for Hollywood. Wonderful. So I prepared some notes on this. Uh, it's one of our intro segments. So let's talk about that. Kyler Murray is coming back this week. I'm very excited for the, to hear about that. Um, James Conner is also going to return. That's a great thing. I love that. Uh, because we saw last week, Keontae Ingram was unacceptable. Unacceptable. I mean, quite frankly, doesn't look like he deserves to be on an NFL roster, let alone playing significant snaps. Now, I think it's a great thing. I think Hollywood Brown is going to be like a mid-wide receiver, too, consistently. That's good. We like that. Uh, Trey McBride, I think, is going to be a mid-to-low-end tight end one. Tight end is brutal. He showed a lot of talent, and I think that he's going to be able to sustain that kind of production. And then we'll see about other players. I think Michael Wilson, I like more than Rondell Moore, but Michael Wilson needs to get healthy. The shoulder injury, he wasn't close to playing this last week. So I don't know if he's going to play this week. So we're going to have to see. Right now, I don't think he's going to play. But if he doesn't play, all the more better for Hollywood Brown and Trey McBride. They'll be easy starts uh, that you're going to want to start moving forward. Is, is James Conner planning to play this week? Or I know he's, he will be I know he's being activated. He will be playing. Okay. Uh, rely, uh, just trust me. He, I, a little birdie told me. A little birdie told me. I might have called him. We'll have to see. Uh, but he will be playing this week. I'm very confident. I really like this question from Chris. For Superflex, is it sustainable to have two elite quarterbacks, or would it be more prudent to diversify one of them to other positions? Oh, we, okay, this question. I love this question because it's it's asking, Would you, what if I asked that, would it be sustainable to have Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase on your dynasty team? Everyone would say yes, right? The answer is yes. Like, yes, you – there is a possibility that you have built your team in a way that you have elite players and then a more great players. Yes, we want to have elite players. I- I'm not going to say no. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. The way you come about that, though, is probably you didn't draft two elite quarterbacks in the startup. At the time, you probably drafted... Something like Patrick Mahomes and then C.J. Stroud maybe in the late second or early third of a startup where you drafted him in a rookie draft, and now you have two elite quarterbacks. You probably didn't draft them because it's it's almost impossible in a startup to get them. It's almost impossible. So it, it's not really something you can do, but if you end up that way, if you've ended up that way having done it because C.J. Stroud has emerged is, is what I'm saying, something like that, then – well, no problem with that. Why not? You have elite players. We we like that. We build around elite players. We don't build around meh players, meh players. We don't want to do that. So I have no problem with that. I mean, of course, if, if you have Patrick Mahomes and someone offers you, let's say, I'll give an example. Let's say someone offers Trevor Lawrence, you know, Sam Laporta, and uh, Zay Flowers, all of these things. Well, then maybe you diversify. 
I mean, that's a pretty strong offer. A tight end, tight end one overall in Dynasty. Uh, plus another great quarterback, plus another young wide receiver. Then go for it. I diversify. But, you know, in general, no. I don't have an issue with that. You have to hit, though. I'm looking back at one of my old startups where I, I was like, oh, I'm going to mash QB. My first three QBs drafted, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance. Well, yeah. I mean, if you pick bad players, it doesn't work out. Right? I mean, Kyler I mean, Murray, I think, will be fine. Right. I'll give you this example, this example for my home league. Um, the commissioner drafted Patrick Mahomes in the startup, traded for Josh Allen just before his big giant breakout, and then drafted C.J. Stroud this year. He's sitting on those three quarterbacks. Another guy ended up with Herbert Tua – no, sorry, Herbert Burrow and Jalen Hurts out of the other – out of the draft a few years ago, out of the rookie draft. Is, By is taking the 101, more- 110, and like the 2-6. Would it be more profitable in that scenario? If you, because I know there's not many people, but probably a couple in there that find themselves in that situation where they have three elite quarterbacks. Would you prefer to diversify, try to move off one of them, or would you just be content holding all three? You can't trade away an elite quarterback unless you're getting a proper return. That's the thing. It's a lot of people say, I hear this all the time. Well, you have too much of this, so you should sell me this other thing for cheap. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because. You need him too, so you you need him. So I'm not going to do that. Next. All right. Dalton Schultz, Houston Texans tight end. Great year last year in, in Dallas. Turning it around, having a pretty good year with C.J. Stroud. I'm a contender and traded Musgrave. For he had a pretty good a game. Fourth. Let's let's not get carried away. Was he in last year? I, I was talking about last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah year. But it's year. Good year last year. It was a good game this year. Yeah, good game this year. Good, Can we talk game. about the four leading receivers this week? We're all or Cowboys or four no. Cowboys. No. No, we're not <laughs> talking positively about the Cowboys. I want to know. No, no, I don't like to do that either, but it's funny because two of them are Houston Texans now. I'm not going to allow it. Uh, no, go, go back to this. Go, go back to this. Yes. So, no, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, I, I wouldn't have done that because – I don't think that, yes, Dalton Schultz did better in this game, but I don't think that over the rest of the year, the production difference between Dalton Schultz and Luke Musgrave is going to be all that much. And Luke Musgrave is showing what we want to see from a rookie tight end. The reason it's not getting attention is because Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta have been a lot better. But that doesn't mean that Luke Musgrave is bad. Luke Musgrave has been playing all the snaps. He has been getting targeted. He has had a role in the offense. And the advanced metrics say that the problem is Jordan Love. That Jordan Love is awful, especially when targeting Luke Musgrave. He has missed Luke Musgrave wide open on multiple passes, many of which would have been touchdowns. Uh, So Jordan Love is the problem. Luke Musgrave has actually played a lot better than his stats have indicated that frustrating concussion and then a couple of other mysterious injuries have also, I think, tainted people's opinions of Luke Musgrave. We have a new standard for rookie tight ends. They should come in and be top five. Well, that doesn't happen most of the time. But, you know, I think a new standard of wanting to see something is fair. But Luke Musgrave has even exceeded that standard. He's done a lot more than Michael Meyer, for example. So... Yeah, this was a mistake. 
and actually a rather large one, in my opinion. Pretty big mistake. It's just recency bias is really all it is. Recency bias. Just because Schultz scored well last week means that he's going to score well in the future. Maybe, maybe not. I think the fact that Nico Collins got five targets in the last game is unlikely to repeat itself. He's by far their best receiver. I know Tink Dell had a good game, but Nico Collins is a more complete, better receiver. And they're going to correct that problem where he only got five targets. He, he's an important part of their offense, and they're going to they're going to fix that. BJ Lee says he needs a running back to buy this week cheap. Who would you suggest? That doesn't happen. I mean, I can a running back to buy cheap. Uh, well, I, I mean, are we talking redraft? I mean, one week. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's tough. I mean, if you need someone just for this week. You can always uh, take a look at Devin Singletary again. <laughs> you can probably get him for fourth. Yeah. I mean, he, he got the work last week. He just didn't do anything. I don't know if this week will be better. Probably not. But I, I, Running back cheap. I mean, is Chuba Hubbard still viable? Maybe. Maybe. What are you paying for? I see I'm, I see I'm not doing this. This thing is like... I just don't play this game. I, I I get all these guys for free, and then I try to sell them if I'm not competing and keep them if I'm competing. So I have all these guys already. Like, I added Keith, like Keaton Mitchell was someone who's been sitting on my dynasty rosters forever. Now it's paying <laughs> off, of course. Javiel McLaughlin, same thing. You know, he was just sitting there. I got to use him for a little bit of time. So in a couple of spots. So you're telling me we can't go hop in the time machine and go back like eight months and trade for Hemoster? No, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. What about um, what about trying to get Deontay Foreman as a throw-in in a trade? So I'm a little worried about Deontay Foreman. Uh, Khalil Herbert practiced in full today. And one thing that I think was clear was that Khalil Herbert was ahead of Deontay Foreman, was always ahead of Deontay Foreman. And was never behind the younger farm during the offseason, during the season, every opportunity Khalil Herbert was ahead. So there is a possibility he's practicing in full. That says he's healthy. And he was on IR. This is the first week he was available to play. So he could have been healthy a week ago. And he just wasn't eligible. I don't know. There's a universe in which Khalil Herbert is just the starter again. And Deonta Foreman is backup and plays minimally. I do think that's the direction we're heading. As in, if it's not this week, next week, Khalil Herbert will be the starter. Like, I think Khalil Herbert has always been the starter, and that will remain the case. I think the question is really who the backup is. Is it, it was Roshan Johnson. Is it Deontay Foreman now? Hit it in, Roshan. Darrington Evans has has surpassed him. Well, that's not true, but... You know, touches and touches would say otherwise. Yeah, playing time would say otherwise. Well, no, I mean, I took notes on this. Uh, I, I have notes, I have 10 pages of notes. I'm, I came prepared. Yeah, that's actually not the case, but we'll have to see. We're gonna have to see, but I, um, I, I mean, I don't even know. Johnson played 29% of snaps to just 12 for Evans, so it's not the case, but. We'll see. 
Um, thoughts on DJ Moore? What about him? Uh, my thoughts are that he's good, but Tyson Bajant is not good enough to get things done. I do think that like really strong week of DJ Moore was more of a mirage. I think with competent quarterback play, of which Justin Fields was providing good enough before he got hurt, DJ Moore is a mid to high end wide receiver too. But we know what DJ Moore is. There is not going to be a universe in which DJ Moore becomes Stefan Diggs later in his career or breaks out as Cooper Cup did later in his career into an Uber level. That's not going to happen. We've never seen that from DJ Moore outside of a game or two ever. The talent's just not there. DJ Moore, if your whole offense is focused around DJ Moore, it's not a very good offense. He should be the one. I think he can be a 1A, but not a pure one. But he can be a 1A in an offense. He just needs a real 1B to make the offense go. Then Darnell Mooney is not good enough. I present to you Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe. Oh, well, but absolutely he'd, he'd possible. He'd 1A him. Or he'd, he'd, uh, he'd Marvin Harrison Jr. Would, is, better than, is better now than DJ Moore has ever been. So yeah, that's, he'd, that's he'd not make him a 1B. Well, he'd make him the 2. Yeah, He'd make him true. the two. I, there's no comparison between those two players. No comparison whatsoever. All right. Uh, T. Higgins or Tony Pollard and D.K. Metcalf? Uh, a lot of players I don't like. Gross. <laughs> I, no, I like T. Higgins a lot, actually. T. T. I Higgins I, I, I've never been big on him. So. Well, I think that's a mistake because T. Higgins is very talented. He's very talented. Oh, he He's is. only 20. 20- well, he's very talented. He's only 24 years old. And I think that people are incapable of evaluating T. Higgins rationally because he's just been involved in so many bizarre, freaky accidents, similar to Keenan Allen. And then one day he wasn't. One day he wasn't. After four years in his career, Keenan Allen had been through so many bizarre, freaky incidents. And then suddenly the freaky incidents went away. And then he was, there were no problems, there were no issues. Freaky incidents are freaky. Do you think T. Higgins, the thing with, you know, he was involved last year in the cancellation game. Then there were multiple games where he played and didn't really play. This year, there's injury where he doesn't really play. But when T. Higgins is actually healthy and actually plays, he's always good. So I I don't get the concern. The one who's not good is D.K. Metcalf. Mm -hmm. D.K. Metcalf has done nothing all year. Nothing at all. I mean, I don't believe he has had a top 15 wide receiver week this year. He has not. He has not. He has had zero of those. Last week, he had one catch. He was totally phased out of the game plan. I don't know what... So, and then Tony Pollard has been horrible. I mean, absolutely horrible. So, I guess the values with DK and Pollard, but I do not want those players. So, no. I'm kind of stuck in that if I had DK and Pollard, I think I would just keep DK and try to sell Pollard for something else instead of doing this. If I had Higgins, I'd probably just keep Higgins and stick with the player I actually want to move forward with. It's a good question, though. All right. Jameer Gibbs and T. Higgins or Amon Ra in the 24 second? I love Amon Ra. 
So let me just get that out of the way before I answer this question. It's the other side. But I love Amon Ra. It's the other side. though. This is ridiculous overpay. You, um, you can't just overpay for a player that you love. That's how you get into trouble. You're giving away a player who's a similar age, who's also producing, and then another you know, running back who had 26 touches the last time we saw him is only 21 years old with PPR upside. We just can't. We can't do this. This is not a good idea. So like it's I love Amon Ross, the other side. I feel like that 24 second needs to be a first. It needs to be a first. And then, and then another first. I don't know if it needs to be another first, but it needs to be a first for me to even consider it. Khalil Herbert has practiced in full. Are we plugging him in? We can't do that. We can't do that because he's coming off a high ankle sprain, so we just have no idea, no idea who is going to be the guy here. No idea. It's not going to be Roshan Johnson. I can tell you that for sure. Roshan Johnson, it's not him. But the question is, how involved is Roshan Johnson going to be? How much is Khalil Herbert the starter this week, or do they ease him back in and then he's the starter next week? I have no idea. I assume this week is going to be a messy committee. And if that's the case, I'll assume Khalil Herbert will be the starter next week. But I can't risk it. There's a chance Khalil Herbert gets like three carries. So the answer is no. I'd rather avoid – so, it sucks because the matchup is so good. So good. I mean, this is the best matchup. The best you could have. And I don't have any of the Bears running backs inside my top 24 because I just have no idea. Sorry. Luigi has no keep the live show. Well, if there are this many questions, I will keep the live show. But it's it's dependent on the questions. Like I said, the content of the live show, what I think was not working was trying to do these long content live shows. I, I don't think that works. I think it's better for me to just do those myself, split up the content into videos, and get it in a more... Because if we talk about Dynasty running backs in an hour and 20-minute video, and you want to know where we talked about, say, Javante Williams, who knows where you're really going to... Are you going to look in the hour and 20-minute video to find it? Probably not. But if I do a video about each team... It's dynasty assets. Maybe you will watch a 12-minute video to see everything that I talk about the Denver Broncos. And then it'll be chaptered. It'll be really easy to find. So I just see that as a much more actionable form of content. So why not, you know, do it that way? That's that's the main thing. The live show will be focused on the live interaction because it's live. The other stuff, I, I can do a lot better with the content if it's pre-recorded. And if I don't like it, I can just toss it out and record it again. I've never actually done that, by the way. I've never re-recorded a uh, recorded show. But I always have that choice if it's really bad. <coughs> for whatever reason. Speaking of someone who's not, who's not really bad, is Tank Dell a hold or a sell right now? If so, what would you want to get for him? Um, Tank Dell... <laughs> So any player can be a sell, right? Like, if you get the right offer, you're sell. But for Tank Dell, I feel like you need a first. If there's not a first, I don't think I'm going to like the offer. 
I agree. I think he's a hold based on uh, pre-draft notions still. I, I feel like some people still have that in their head, even though how good he's played. Well, I don't know. Maybe things. people just can't adjust, but I, I feel but, like you gotta you gotta adjust to what you're seeing now, right? Yeah, I, I think you do, and I think anything less than a first, you're totally right. Is you you have to you have to hold him. He's just been too good. Yeah. Absolutely. Oscar has a question that I think is perfect for the Patreon. With the bye weeks, I need to make a drop. Lowest players are Moss, Hubbard. I'm stacking wide receiver though, so I could go lock it. Maybe do a trade two for one. Yeah, it, it's a good question for the Patreon. I can help you manage your roster. I just put the link in the chat. Um, in terms of making a drop in redraft, if we're talking just between those, go back to that. Yep, sorry, just between the, just between those two, I'd rather drop Moss and keep Hubbard. Hubbard's the starter. Moss is backup. What's speech on value? Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> well, I had a tweet about this today. I Someone was saying that Arthur Smith would excel in what? I don't know what he would excel in. But I said that I thought he would excel at unemployment. I, I thought he would do very well there. I thought it would be a good place for him because he really doesn't need a job. I mean, he's the son of the founder of FedEx. I don't really think Arthur Smith, you know... He can afford to just screw around and do whatever because it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. So, yeah, I, I don't really care much about Arthur Smith uh, and his vendetta against people who play fantasy football. We'll call it that. We'll call it a vendetta. Can we call it against good football players too? Well, clearly he has a vendetta against good football players. I, I don't understand why. I think that Arthur Smith is going to be fired because the Falcons general manager has to say that his performance is going to be evaluated, right? The general manager is going to be evaluated based on what? His first round picks and his major free agent signings. So when we look back and we look at the performance of, you know, these players, how are we going to evaluate them under Arthur Smith? How, how does the general manager look? Because they're not producing anything. So, not so good. So, I don't know. I think that Arthur Smith is going to be fired very I, soon. I hope. I think it's like what we discussed in the offseason for the Titans. It's just the reverse of that, where they had a new GM who's looking to tank kind of deal and, you know, accumulate players while Mike Brable still wanted to win. It's just flip-flop. The, yeah. The I mean, GM. we didn't really answer this question. Uh, go back to it. Bijan's value... Uh, well, I still have him as the Dynasty RB1, but it's mostly by default at this point. Who else would, what, who else could be the Dynasty RB1? There really isn't another great choice, so it's him by default. But the Dynasty RB1 has moved down significantly in my overall rankings. There are now six wide receivers ahead of him. Uh, and he's moved down in Superflex as well to being a mid-second rounder. And I would only expect that he would continue to drop, not rise. So, we'll see. He worth roughly the 102? In More or less. And Bijan yeah. is not a sell. No, I'm understanding. Bijan's actually a buy. For a fair reference, like that's where, where I'm expecting. Well, for most of the prices I've seen quoted, he's a buy. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see. Talked on this a little bit. 
thoughts on Jordan Love? He sucks. He sucks. He he is awful. And I heard some people said, I heard on X. If you criticize Jordan Love, you only watch the one underthrow. Well, he didn't, hasn't, before this week, he hadn't completed 60% of his passes. What about all of those? What about all the times he turned the ball over? What about all the times that Christian Watson and Luke Musgrave were wide open and he just was looking another way? Didn't reach that point in his progression. His ability to play quarterback in the NFL is not on the level of a starting quarterback. It's not. It's not on the level of a starting quarterback. He doesn't have the arm talent of a starting quarterback. He doesn't have the decision-making skills of a starting quarterback. He certainly doesn't have the brain of a starting quarterback because he processes like molasses. It is so slow. Nothing going on up there. So he's awful. He's awful. And this last half that he played against the incompetent Rams was one of his best because he had to do nothing other than just check the ball down. He suddenly managed to accomplish something. So he's awful. Awful. Absolutely awful. I have nothing good to say about Jordan Love. He should not be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I want to know if Jordan Love... No, go for it. I was going to say, I want to know if Jordan Love scored higher on the S2 test than CJ Stroud. (laughs) I don't know how that's possible because Jordan Love wouldn't have completed the S2 test in the allotted time. I mean, everything is just moves at a glacial pace. He's really unacceptable. You want to know the two lowest in that class? Who? <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts. <laughs> just goes to show that that test really doesn't mean anything. Nope, not at all. It doesn't mean anything. It's a ridiculous test. I don't care about the test. It's stupid. I care more about the fact that Jordan Love can't hit the broadside of a barn. Sure. Um, back to the Cardinals. Do we think Zach Ertz is going to crush McBride? No. no, I don't. Because Zach Ertz, I think, is finished. I think Zach Ertz is going to retire. I, I haven't heard anything about him coming back. Right? I mean, have you? No. I mean, all he's, I've been hearing lately has been crying. But that's... Yeah, he has a quad injury. I, I don't... What does he want to come back? Why would he want to come back and play for a one-win team? I don't know. I, I think he's going to retire. Quad injuries suck. Yep. Ryan, this question's for you. Oh, is Desmond Ritter dead in Dynasty? Yes, sadly. He, he was does. never alive. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a brief moment. There was Just alive like the and... West Side Stadium. <laughs> there was a brief moment, and it was called his cell window. <laughs> like... That's about it. I, mean, I must have missed it. I, that, that it was, was, it was, was in the middle of the free off, fall. Off season. There must have missed it. There's I must have missed it. I mean, Ooh. take everything I said about Jordan Love, double it, and apply it to Desmond Ritter. I Except that he also can't that. hold on to the ball. Hey, I mean, at least Desmond Ritter was a third-round pick and not a first-round pick that sat in the bench for like four years. So well, I mean, incompetent, incompetent Gutekunst was responsible for that. And we see now how incompetent he really was because he's responsible for this Packers team, which is a joke. It's a joke. It's put together with Band-Aids and bubble wrap. It's a joke. And he he should be fired. Well, he should be fired. I mean, he's done such a poor job. A very Mm -hmm. poor job. 
Imagine throwing away a Super Bowl window to draft a backup quarterback. Yeah. What a mistake. You do I mean, it. Well, he's a joke. Okay? I've been saying throw, this for many years. Throw, he's throw a joke. Higgins into that, that team from two years ago. Oh, my God. Oh, they would. They might have won a Super Bowl. They might have, they might have beat the Bucks. Yeah. They're probably very possible. I, I, I think they should have beat the Bucks, but I think that there was some bad call, some bad record in that game at the end of the game. Yeah. I, I just – laughable. We're, we're done. We're done um, before I start crying. So, we're, oh, we're I mean, yeah, that. we could just look at the dead cap figures for 2024 for the Packers if we really want to make you do that. It's 20, oh, yeah, 2024. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, about as good as David Bakhtiari's knee. Oh, oh, well, that's also bad. How far off is Higgins from Olave? Um, I would say. Olave is kind of in the middle of two tiers for me. Like he's not in with CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ra, AJ Brown, and Garrett Wilson. And I will say Garrett Wilson would have been a top three wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers playing because he's elite in every sense of the word. Everything he does is elite. He's just as good as CeeDee Lamb or Amon Ra. The only problem is that his quarterback sucks. So I still have Garrett Wilson in a slightly higher tier than like Chris Olave, but I have Chris Olave just like slightly ahead of like Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Brandon Ayuk. I just I like I think Chris Olave has potential to be more than what those guys are. I think we know what those guys are. And I think we know that Chris Olave is good, but I think he has upside to be more than just good. So the the answer to how far off is Higgins from Olave, I think Higgins in a second for Olave is fair. I'd lean Olave still. It's close, though. Trey McBride or Kate Otten? Trey McBride. Kate Otten is, like, okay, but I don't really think Kate Otten is athletic or I mean he's fine but like he's not Trey McBride Kate Auden just kind of screams like meh to me he's very large but those aren't don't tend to be the tight ends that like really get it done it tends to be the really athletic ones and I don't know if he falls into that group Chris you know? uh, yeah Kristen asked earlier about the two having two elite quarterbacks, and he has some explanation for his position. So he drafted Allen, traded for Burrow, having large holes at other positions and don't have the capital. I do want to say one one more thing about Kate Auden, though. Yeah. Um, Kate Auden is good. He's good, and I think that he's another example of why that middle tier of tight end is undervalued because you could have had Kate Auden at a third of the price of Greg Dulcich. And, you know, even if Greg Dulcich were healthy, he wouldn't have outproduced what Kate Auden has done. So, yeah. But let, let's not get carried away. Kate Auden has 28 catches in, in eight games. We're not we're not talking about someone who's all that great. We're just talking about him because he scored two touchdowns this last week. He was, uh, he's been under 20 yards in four of his eight games. So... Not not a super big fan, but I like him as a mid-tier guy at a low cost. 
So he has Allen traded for Burrow. I feel vulnerable depending on just two assets for success. You kind of just have to roll with it, don't you? Well, I. So if this is really the case, I probably would not have approved whatever that trade was for Burrow. Maybe I approved it. I don't know. But it. It's not really my style to go out and acquire, pay up for <coughs> two elite quarterbacks. Like I said, when I have two elite quarterbacks, it's not usually done this way. It's usually that I drafted one and then I found one who was not elite when I drafted them, but became elite. That would be CJ Stroud in this case. There was a buy window on, on, on Burrow with the injury. But it wasn't that big of a buy window. Like, Joe Burrow never dropped out of the first round of startup rankings. No. So, but that, that would have taken quite a bit of hit. Yeah, but it, we'll that. see. I, Justin Jefferson didn't either, though. No, I, and, and I, I think he has a massive buy window. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson is still very good, in case people forgot. Yes, he is. He is very good, and I'm excited for Joshua Dobbs to throw him the ball. Oh my god! But it's it's way it's way better than anything it could have been. With with the yeah. Achilles tear, like you literally just got got saved from Jefferson being rough, like Garrett Wilson level rough. I know. Nick says bottom two teams in this league are starting to sell off some old running backs. Henry, Connor, Kamara are, are available. Who would you want, and what would you pay? I don't think I'd really want uh, any of them, but if I had to pick one, I would take uh, Kamara. Yeah, probably. Unless you get Connor for super cheap. Like, I think of these three, I think there's a chance that Alvin Kamara could give you multiple years. Whereas I don't think there's Derrick Henry. I know people are going to say the fantasy production's there, but Derrick Henry doesn't look good anymore. And you know, once you lose a step, it's over. And I think it's not that far away from being over. Like Alvin Kamara looks like he has the most left. Go ahead. Kevin says, I like the newest content you're pushing out the last couple weeks, and whoever's putting the timestamps on YouTube is the real. I, I'm the one. I'm the one putting the timestamps. So thank you. It's a lot of work. Not really. It actually only takes like 10 minutes. It's not that hard. But it makes it makes a world of difference, doesn't it? I I think so. I mean I, I enjoy it as I enjoy it as a, a as a watcher, as a viewer. Not just I for your content, heard, but in general. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of feedback actually about the chapter specifically. It's actually the first comment about them directly. Um, interestingly, I, I just haven't people haven't remarked on it very much, but I I'm glad to hear that it's going over well. Mm-hmm. I figured it wouldn't go over bad. Figure who who, who would you want to, be able to find the information they want? Yeah, I, I I didn't think it could be a negative, but I I was curious how much of a difference make difference maker it was for people because I hadn't really heard that all that much. YouTube conservatives would be like, back in my day, I had to watch the entire video. Back in my day, <laughs> your, opinion, your opinion doesn't matter. You have chapters in your videos. Anyway. Uh, Nico Collins' value. Oh, uh, I mean, it's more than Tank Dell. But 
It's still not worth much. He's not worth much more than a first. And I am worried a little bit both about Nico Collins and Tank Dell because the Texans have, you know, I would say they have a need at wide receiver. And I do think they could look to fill it. But it's hard to get a premier wide receiver. But I did mention in my C.J. Stroud segment on yesterday's video that uh, imagine this offense with T. Higgins instead of Noah Brown. Okay. Um, Wouldn't that be something? It would be. Hey, Tyler, uh, what promos are you running in your Patreon right now? Well, there are many promos. If you sign up, you can have a seven-day free trial. It's only for new patrons. If you have been a patron before, you know what the Patreon is. So you don't get a free trial. (laughs) Um, You know what you're trying. Nothing has changed on the Patreon, really, for the overall product in, in the time it's existed. But for any new patrons, of which it's a lot of them, seven-day free trial at all tiers, um, then, uh, you know, loyalty programs and stuff that I do through the Patreon. Um, But yeah, I'm doing more marketing outreach, uh, trying to raise awareness of the Patreon existing (laughs) signed that a lot of people, most people who watch the YouTube know it exists because uh, it's in the link top right of every video. But uh, most people who follow me on Twitter, I find are relatively unaware of the Patreon or know nothing about it. So like I said, I'm doing some direct marketing outreach, kind of putting myself out there a little bit more. And I've been surprised at how positively that's been received. Uh, everyone always says, oh, paying for fantasy content, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself. And I've actually been surprised at how little of that I've gotten. I've actually had a much more welcome reception than I thought I would. So I do appreciate everyone who's oh, taken the time. You, sh- you sanctioned that Burrow trade. <laughs> Read in the comments. Well, I mean, <laughs> just because I sanctioned it doesn't mean that. It's not really how I build my teams. I mean, I don't Must know. When people ask me something really based on value, I give a value answer. Value must have been there. Sanction it. I, I guess so. But yeah, like I said, there's a reason I don't I don't myself go out and search that kind of stuff. Um, Tyler, I know you've been higher on Demario Douglas for a while. What do you think of him now? Well, I wish you doubted him when I published my short on him in June. Uh then you would have him for free. Uh what do I think of him? He's fine. I He's fine. I'm, I'm not actually that interested in Demario Douglas. Like, if you can sell, I'd sell. Uh, speaking of selling, we talked about how bad Tony Pollard's been. Is he worth the first in the one quarterback league? Not anymore. I'm going to say no. I'd sell for it. But yeah, I'm going to say no. Would you do Honestly. this like a Devontae Adams for T. Higgins? Uh, I'd take T. Higgins, assuming it's Dynasty. I would have to assume this, with this question that's redraft. And even then, I still think it's T. Higgins. Um, yeah, I guess so. A lot closer, but... I'm in first. A top three team wants to sell me Bijan for CMC straight up. 
seems risky to another contender. Thoughts? Um, take Bijan still. I get it though. Oh yeah, it's very risky because if you if you we push him over the edge, you slam your window shut. I, I'm I'm having a hard time pulling that trigger in week ten. If I'm in first, Bijan. If Bijan doesn't win me a championship there, I'm left regretting that decision for the next few years. Regrets always tough. Does Jalen Tolbert have any chance to be something after this last game? No. They liked him so much that they signed Martavis Bryant for no reason. No. He was great as a sealer for that, like, one season. Yeah, for what, like five years ago? I mean. I was new to fantasy. I was pretty young in fantasy at that point. Yeah. That was nice. I think I had, I think I had Le'Veon. Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown at the same time. Martavis Bryant's quite old, but I don't know. I mean, Jalen Tolbert, he didn't see an increase in snaps except on special teams. So, no. Redraft 10 team league. Half PPRs. Christian Watson a drop. I just lost Godair. McBride is available. Christian Watson a drop. Other receivers are Lamb, Nakua, Olave. Flowers. Oh man, I don't really want to drop Christian Watson, but I get it if you have to. Uh, he's the drop of these wide receivers, and and if he's the only player you can drop, I'm okay with it. I haven't seen anything about the Golder, uh, the Dallas Goddard injury. He's gonna go on IR. It's a forearm pressure. So that, at that point, you're you just drop Goddard. If you can't, if you can't put him on IR, get McBride. That's true. Yeah, in redraft, I'm fine dropping Goddard. I don't need to. I mean, he's probably going to go on IR. So this week is a buy, and then four more weeks, he's not even going to return until the fantasy playoffs. I'm fine dropping. And he wasn't good before that, so I'm fine dropping Goddard. Kyron Williams, rest of season and dynasty value. Well, clearly, the backs that they brought in have all been horrible. So. Um, I assume that Kyron Williams, who's closer to returning, like Ronnie Rivers is a maybe for week 12. Kyron Williams, I think if they had a game in week 10, he'd, he'd play. So Kyron Williams is definitely going to be returning in week 12 when he's eligible. In terms of rest of season value, I think he'll be like what he was before, possibly in a slightly kind of muted offense. Uh yeah, I mean, I would put him as a mid-running back, too. The touchdown regression kind of hit him, and they stopped throwing at him. So, yeah, mid-running back, too. In terms of dynasty value, man, these I just don't like these kind of players. They're, I always find that they're overvalued. So, not going to be a player I'm going to have any of. I can tell you that almost for sure. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just not that interested. I'd rather try to find the next Kyron Williams than buy this one, if that makes sense. <coughs> you're buying for hopefully a six-week window of a mid, of a, if you're lucky, RB two. 
the Rams literally absolutely have to address running back because they have nobody. So it's just a question of how much they address it. But they will be addressing it. I mean, there's no choice. They have nobody at all. We got a start sick question. Full PPR, Madison, Godwin, or James Conner? Madison, Godwin. James Conner would be at the bottom of the list for me. Um, uh, I really want to play any of these. I'll lean Godwin, but I'm not. Madison's matchup, he's going to get all the work, but it's against New Orleans. Brutal. Godwin against Tennessee, it's a good matchup for passing, although Godwin hasn't done anything. I'm going to lean Godwin. Very close between all three, actually. With Connor a little bit behind. I'm going to lean Godwin. Cole Komet or Jake Ferguson this week? Ooh. Uh, another good question. I have him back-to-back. I'm going to go with Jake Ferguson. All right. Subject to change as the week progresses. I don't. Yeah, that one I don't think is going to change. I think that the passing will be limited in uh, the first game back. Be a lot of running. Hello, guys. Full draft, full PPR. Jay Smith and Jigba is available in my league. Should I drop any of these players? Charbonnet, Kareem Hunt, Spears, Jalen Warren? In redraft, I mean, of these four, Charbonnet, Spears, and Warren are among the highest handcuff slash committee backs there are. As in, if their starter went down, they would be RB1s. Charbonnet especially. And probably Spears too. Warren, I don't know. Probably also. Because they're in 50-50 splits-ish where they're behind, but if the starter went down, they would probably get everything because there's no one else on the team. So you cannot drop those three in redraft. Uh, Hunt, even when Jerome Ford was out, Hunt was, like, just okay. Like, he wasn't special. So, I think with these running backs, you have a lot of running backs. I am okay letting Kareem Hunt go for Jackson Smith and Jake Webb because I do think he got a lot more work this last week. And I've ranked the season receivers a lot closer. I like DK Metcalf, I've pulled all the way down to 18. I have Tyler Lockett at 25 and Jackson Smith and Jigba at 37. And even that feels like a little wrong. I feel like I should have them even tighter than that. So I do think it's possible against Washington. Jackson Smith and Jigba has an absolute eruption this week and forces him his way into the top 30 weekly ranking, which Kareem Hunt, even with Jerome Ford out, and he's, Jerome Ford is healthy now, Kareem Hunt was not even a top 15 play. And I think, I don't have him inside my top 30 this week. A-Chan or Higgins? Higgins. Higgins for me. Louis got a lot of questions about Higgins this week. That's that's great. We're going to answer those questions. Gibbs, Olave, Higgins, or Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra? Gives Olave and Higgins. These players are not that different. Slayron says, keep up the great work with a fire emoji. Thank you. Fire represents light. If you're light. here, put some more questions in the chat because, you know, I, I want to answer those. Um, 
But yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say fire represents life. Uh yes. When your fire is <laughs> gone, so are you. Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh how much more should I ask for if I don't even do it? One QE ten team, happy PBR. Mahomes the twenty five first and the late twenty four first for my digs and burrow. Um that's good enough for me. I'll take my homes. And two first, yeah, sure thing. Yeah, I'll take my homes. Yeah. I feel like you're getting you're getting two first and the difference between Mahomes and Burrow for Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my homes for sure. <clears throat> hey fellas, I traded Deontay and Brian Robinson for Saquon. My running backs now are <clears throat> Aaron Jones, K9, and David Montgomery. No, okay. it's, um, it's fine. Yeah. And it's a redraft. Right? I like it. I assume it's redraft. My wide receivers now are Adams, Ayu, Thielen, Kirk, and Mike Cooper. I'm trying yeah. to see if there's another. And redraft. I like it. Yeah, that's a fine. Um, Rashad White or two seconds? Oh, Rashad White. <laughs> um,. Rashad White has been so bad on the ground, so good through the air, and, like, he's kind of a fantasy enigma. Um, I would lean just keeping White because, like, two seconds are great, but, like, if you're trying to win, I'm fine keeping White. If you're rebuilding and it's this or nothing, I guess I'd take this, but I feel like you can get more for White. He's producing so much. I don't think that offer is going to be there for White in three weeks. I think it might. I mean, yeah. it depends. Rashad White is getting workhorse role levels of work. But I don't see anything long-term for him. Yeah, but you need to get more for those workhorses. Like, you can't just give them away. I mean, we're talking someone who's getting, like, an elite snap share, elite touch share, everything. And actually having fantasy points. Six, it's like a six week window for it. I know, but I, 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 I struggle. I struggle to pay that much for a, for a six week rental. But that's that's I'm, my I'm, own opinion. I'm fine it. paying it if I have to. Thank you, Demario Douglas for James Conner. And what? In, in redraft, yes. In dynasty, why? Probably not. I'd rather just let Demario. I want to see what I have in Demario Douglas instead of trading it for James Conner, where I know what I have, and it's not good. To what degree are we concerned about Baltimore offensive pieces, namely Flowers and Lamar, underperforming recently? I talked about this on the Five Takeaways video if you watched it. Um, in terms of concern, uh, minimal concern. With Lamar, there's really nothing to be concerned about. He's been playing well. Uh, the fantasy points just didn't go down. I mean, they've had so many touchdowns to running backs, and I'm not sure that that's really by design. There's actually been quite a few long. <laughs> I mean, Lamar Jackson has 1,954 passing yards and only nine passing touchdowns. That's unlikely to hold up. I mean, he has nine passing touchdowns and 253 attempts. And before you say he's bad, he's completing 71.5% of those passes for seven. 0.7 yards per attempt. He's actually been doing well. 
you know, his second highest yards per game, 217.1 passing yards. I'm not saying he's become, you know, a high profile passer, but nine passing touchdowns on those kind of passing numbers are is a little low. He only has five rushing touchdowns, so 14 total touchdowns. I mean, that's fine, but yeah, I, I do think he's a little bit of a candidate for regression. I mean, the running backs have 12 touchdowns among them, which I don't think is really, you, you know, an accurate share. I feel like if you flip any of those Gus Edwards touchdowns to a Lamar Jackson two-yard throw to Mark, Mark Andrews, and we're not having this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. And I just think that he's been a little bit unlucky. I think the same thing with Zay Flowers. I'm not, I'm not worried uh, about Zay Flowers have a little bit of a concern. I mean, he only had one target at all this last week. The scripted plays were not there like they were in previous weeks. So I have a little bit of a concern. I think with Zay Flowers, what I have accepted is that Zay Flowers' ceiling is maybe not what I thought it was. Like, I thought that Zay Flowers was going to come in and be the player that made this offense different. And that he was the receiver who could fully succeed in this offense. And I no longer think that that's the case. I think that he's just going to be like what everyone else has been in this offense, which means that Hollywood Brown at his best is probably his ceiling. And that's not that good. It's not as good as what I thought it was. The problem is that there's just not that much receiving work to go around. So if it's being split among multiple people, then Mark Andrews is going to be great because he plays tight end and the receivers are going to be eh. So... Zay Flowers is someone I think is talented, but we might have to wait for the time where everyone else is hurt or, which is when Zay Flowers was doing better, or wait for when he goes to a different team. So I wouldn't give him away, but in his current situation, he's not going to be a wide receiver one or even a high to mid wide receiver two. And this week, I have Zay Flowers ranked low. I have him at 29. And I, it's tough... That's with a lot of good wide receivers on by. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, A.J. Brown, Devon Smith, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua are all on by. So he's 29 with all those guys on by. So yeah, about Flowers in the near term, I'm quite concerned. Go ahead. Start Ross or Dak? Uh, Dak. I have Dak at five this week. I absolutely must start. If you're starting K9, is grabbing Charbonnet a must? I have no idea why Charbonnet was still on waivers. He shouldn't have been. I said to pick him up the last three weeks. So, uh, yeah, I, absolutely. Debo, James Cook, and a 24 first, likely late. And a 24 second early, or Olave and Shuba Hubbard. Hmm. Um. Interesting. I'll take a lave. I'll take a lave. It's more than I really want to pay, but I'll take a lave. I'll take a lave here. The Smithu Smithuation. What do I add to Bijan and Pitts to acquire Justin Jefferson, Chase, or CD? Bijan and Pitts. Whew. Oh, uh, to acquire Lamb, nothing. I mean, that's about right. Maybe even a little over. To acquire the other two, I'd maybe add a second to the package. 
Assuming it's no tight end premium. Yeah, I think that's that's my answer. Hey, chat. Um, ask some questions. Yeah, otherwise we'll just end the show. Um, did we talk about our three opening segments? I feel like we talked about the Cardinals offense a good amount. Um, <laughs> Will Levis being the tight end starter. Uh, just to give people a slight bit of context on that, in Dynasty, I now that he's officially named the starter and will be the starter moving forward this year, I have Will Levis at quarterback 20. So that, you know, kind of in a middling range. Behind guys like Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Who I hate, but Derek Carr. And then ahead of guys like Geno Smith, Jordan Love. You know, I, I Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. I, I, what I've seen with those guys, I don't like. So, Will Levis, I'm kind of on the fence with. His draft capital says that he hasn't locked down a starting job, but we can that. But the upside is there. So, for now, I have him at quarterback 20. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for him to get inside the top 15 during this season. He's probably going to need to prove it over more a period of time, but we'll see. I would much rather have Will Levis over someone like, you know, Sam Howell. I don't get the Sam Howell obsession. I don't. I don't get it. I think those people are, are just looking at fantasy points, but he's reckless. I feel like it's the time, if you're able to sell for him, I think the offers I'm seeing people send out for Will Levis. I would dream of having set up to me for Brock Purdy or Kenny Pickett or. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I'm fine putting him on the block. If I can get a 24 first plus and like a regular 12 team super flex, I absolutely take it. I'm, I'm seeing a first and a second th- turn down. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'll take it. I'll take the uh, first and a second. Mm-hmm. But in a 12 team, that's what I need. <laughs> What would you add to DeChante to get Olave? Devonta Smith. I'm, I'm being me. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, basically. Like, a third. So is Olave slightly younger? I do think Devonta Smith is going to smash with Dallas Goddard out of the lineup. He's going to play a whole lot bigger. Yeah. I also will say, I do think that Matthew Stafford is going to start for the Rams. I've heard a lot of people saying that Carson Wentz is going to be started. I don't think so. They cut all their backup quarterbacks. So they realized how bad that quarterback. Yeah, I think was. it was based on Brett Rippon being embarrassing. I think that Matthew Stafford is going to be Matthew Stafford was not that far off from playing week nine. I think Matthew Stafford is going to play week eleven, but I do think that if he reaggravates the injury or if they continue to lose, that they could shut Matthew Stafford down to avoid having more injury guarantees. Best. Um, and move to Carson Wentz uh, to wrap up the season. I just think that they're a professional team, and they saw that putting Brett Rippon out there was not a, a sign of a professional team. So I think that's why they made this move more than anything else. Can they talk to the Arizona Cardinals about being a professional team? <laughs> putting a professional team on the field? Yeah. All 17 games? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, here. Because he's, so he's an asshole. He's a locker room cancer. 
Doesn't Everyone get along hates with coaches. Him. Yeah, he doesn't get along with coaches. He doesn't get along with players. He doesn't get along with the general manager. He doesn't get along with anyone. He's likely so, better than Baker, but Baker can land a job and keep a job because he's likable. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want likeable to say enough. That, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully it stays with Stafford because I still think Stafford's a lot better than Wentz. Remember that Wentz was run out of town all these times for a reason. Oh. It wasn't because he was good. So a lot of people always forget when these players are signed, they think, oh, they're good now. There's a reason they people got rid of him in the first place. Um, but anyway, trying to keep these shows shorter. So we can just wrap this up now. Uh, if you're here, uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Or um, if you're watching it after, same thing. Like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, don't forget about the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash family, family advice. Fantasy advice. This is funny. I love this. Family advice would be another thing I could do. That would be a big business that I could get into. Um, I'll, I'll take Higgins and Chuba there. And then, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I always, always want to help the people in the chat. Um, make sure to check out all the solo content on the channel. I'll have a Thursday night preview up, hopefully by like one on Thursday. Starts a video on Friday and then takeaways over the weekend and then on Monday and then uh, shorts whenever I feel like filming them. Uh, and otherwise, um, if you want more content, uh, go to Twitter at TylerFFCreator. You can find it there. And, uh, yeah, appreciate everyone in the audience. I love you guys, and I'll see you all later. Peace.